Um, I do want to transition, though, because you and I were speaking about this earlier. Mm -hmm. And it's the idea that um, how to um, conceptualize a business, Mm -hmm. right? Um, In this off-season, I was thinking, like, okay, you know, I've built brands, I've big brands, small brands, you know, help brands come up with brandscapes and all of these things. And you mentioned to me that we're in a world of opportunity, right? Where today more than ever, we have so much at our fingertips. We have so many ways of getting money and doing all these great things and building brands and enterprises. And we've seen more billionaires. I've seen more billionaires in my lifetime, especially of my color, than Uh I'm sure my parents have seen when they were growing up. Um, Shout out to Rihanna. Hey, girl. (laughs) And um, so we're in a space of, you know, people are trying to do more because we have more opportunities, especially people people that are young, the younger crowd, the 21s to 38s, they're doing more and they're taking the world on their backs, right? So I'm saying all of that to kind of pick your brain on how conceptualizing a business, right? Because we the opportunities there, the resources are more available to us than before. Mm-hmm. What is like for you personally, because I can dive into this, but I want to hear your train of thought on this. What is it? Um, what does it mean to conceptualize a business? Um, and where to start or any of that? Um, I think so that's, a, that's a complex question because for me, I always think that, okay, so I'm a filmmaker. My goal is mm-hmm. to open a film studio. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of one track my one thing in that process of perfecting that one thing. So many other things can come from it. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should just not do other things. But when you talk, have when you have that main baby that thing i think is important to um perfect it because in perfecting that first thing you're learning so much mm-hmm. right yeah and, that's um, true one of our guests um he mentioned in um, i'm paraphrasing of course you have to perfect one thing because if you give your attention to so many other things you can't perfect that one thing um so the importance uh, so it starts with your passion first what's your mm-hmm. passion project and then from there you for example you're supposed to in, in that first project do so many things that's going to open doors whether it be marketing more whether you are doing learning how to build your website or learning how to do product photography or visuals once you master all those things it kind of allows you to jump into other things Mm so um i think honestly just starts with your passion project first to be honest Mm -hmm. Um, i think i'm I'm gonna piggyback off of that for the simple fact that multitasking So we all like to multitask and we like to have our, um, our hands in so many different buckets. But mm-hmm. one thing about multitasking, and <laughs> I learned this the hard way, it's good to be able to, but multitasking is not the way. Here's why. Mm-hmm. Um, and debate Uh-oh. me, debate me if you need to. Uh-oh. But the thing about multitasking is you can't fully focus on one thing and get one thing done. I Think do. about your day, right? When you're multitasking, you're doing emails, this, this, that. No one thing actual gets you um, to focus. So which is why uh, one of the biggest key for success is quitting multitasking and just getting things done. Because the moment I'm trying to answer this email, plus I'm trying to build this um, report, instead of the report taking me 45 minutes, the report is now taking me two hours because I was back and forth to email. So if you just carp- um, like kind of 
I hate that word because it's so hard for me to say. <laughs> but when you kind of just break down your day and say, okay, the first 30 minutes of the day, I'm going to be checking my emails. Then I'm going to jump to this. Then I'm going to jump to this. You get so much more done. And I think the same happened with businesses, right? So we'll start something and we'll mm-hmm. say, oh, I want to do this. And then we jump and do this thing. And it doesn't even, it hasn't even formed its legs yet. And we're trying to jump to something else. How are you going to give your same time and energy into something else when you're still trying to take the training wheels off of the first thing that you started? So for example, um, when you see people with multiple businesses, it's not that they can't do it. They have a team of people on each business to get that business going. So mm-hmm. they'll start it and you'd be like, oh, okay, well, if we get multitask, then why does this person have da da You think Rihanna is there trying to make sure Savage Fenty is up and running? No, a company is outsourced for Savage Fenty as a subscription company where they run the entire operations and all Rihanna does is not, you know, she promotes and all that, but she also comes up with design, but mm-hmm. she also has a design team that she works with. So she can say, okay, for this season, I want purple lace, neon lace, and give me all of that. And they source that and her team handles it. And she comes and make the decisions. If you are the person that's doing everything from the decision-making to picking the fabric, sewing the fabric, it's going to be hard for you to then now start a jewelry company and make sure that your lingerie company is still successful. Literally, literally. As you were, if you, as you started, the first thing that came to my mind is you need an assistant. You can't do all that stuff on your own. But in my realm, go to my world, right? So some of the most successful photographers who have the the best, the best, not not necessarily the best quality, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't have this day and age, you don't have to have the best quality. Right, you have to have the best system, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So the best Ooh, process, yes, literally, yeah. you have, mm-hmm. and that's what a team is. It's a system. It's a process yeah. yep, because yep, that's yep. what you're literally building, and that's why I like I, I mentioned uh, perfecting the process first uh, on that one thing. You're going to learn so much from it. But the most successful photographers, they don't edit any of their photos, mm. right? They're, they they're, shoot they're, and they do. They shoot it. They comp- They do composition. They pass it over. The other person will edit. You have mm-hmm. an assistant who's reaching out. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. someone setting up the shoot or answering emails. My job is to literally show up. Show mm-hmm. up and be the face of the brand. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, 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 and yeah. That, to me, builds something that's so important called efficiency. You got to be efficient. Yep, yep. At the end of the day, um, and that's and I'm a one-man band, so I'm, I'm, I'm literally talking about what I need right yeah, now, yeah, to yeah. be honest. Um, but those type of things are the difference between an amazing photographer who can only take a couple of clients a month and someone who is taking a bunch of clients turning around the very next day. I've, mm-hmm. I've had wedding, wedding photographers who shot it one day and before you know it is a string of, 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 uh, photos from the actual shoot. And you're like, damn, that's a quick turnaround and quality. They're not even editing themselves yeah. as a team. Yeah. So. Yeah. And team is something we can get, we'll get into teams another day because like you said, a team is a system and we'll get into that whole process of how um, to eliminate waste and all that stuff out of your team because there are people on your team that can bring your team down. (laughs) So we're going to some like high level stuff when it comes to team and team building and how to, how to build a team. That's the key thing. That is the key. We'll get into but that. Think about that. When, when I say perfecting one thing, you literally learn how to build a team from that because you're going to have a, a couple bad apples 
Um, you'll not know how to coach. Mm-hmm. You learn how to coach. You learn how to problem solve in that first example. And then from there, you learn, I'm not going to make these same mistakes ever again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So know? now you can translate that into something else. Literally. Got literally. you, got you, got seasons. you. Seasons are important. The seasons of learning this. Because uh, obviously, I'm a big, big fan of seasons. This is my season to do this. This is my seasons. Because I've had seasons where I've just had no clients, and I'm just perfecting my craft. And then what's happened, what happens is if you're, you're good enough to do certain things, and now... This is my season to learn how to market and to learn how to brand, or this is my season to learn how to do this, or do that, or my paperwork is all bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is my season mm-hmm. to just really dial in and perfect your contracts, exactly. et cetera, et cetera. So, oh, that's good. That's good. Um, I do like that. You know what? I think when it comes to conceptualizing a business, and I've been here several times, mm-hmm. it's. I think it goes back to what does the market need. Yeah. Number one. Um, mm-hmm. And you can have a passion project. I can say, oh, my gosh, I love jewelry and I want to have a jewelry brand. That's that's fine. Um, but what I would say is you have to do that research. A yes. lot of businesses fail because they don't do that research. Exactly. What is the need for your product, the niche of what you what you're trying to output? Because if I'm just saying, oh, I want to do a jewelry brand because I like jewelry. And right now, um, I want to do, say, for example, and this is very random. This is not true, but this is very random. Mm -hmm. Say right now, I want to do just all gold jewelry. We Mm -hmm. know that gold is timeless, so this is a bad example, but I'm just going to use it anyways. I want to do all gold jewelry, and gold is not in right now, right? And it's only Swarovski crystals that are hot or, you know, like, then I'm going to be diving into like a failing hole because that's not what the audience need like you which is why some people hate trends but trends kind of help you get to where you need to go like understanding where things are coming from and what is going to be happening and forecasting if you aren't doing the research on a new business and you don't know the history or where that business came from or ideas and concepts or what happened in the past and how can it translate in the future or forward thinking, you're going to drive yourself into a hole. So conceptualizing a business really isn't about, damn, how much money am I going to make? Yes, you want to make money. Absolutely. But what is the need or what is the, like, how do I have enough time to put into this? Because right now I can drop money on a business, but if I don't have time to put into it, guess what's going to happen? If I don't have a system and a process of people to kind of facilitate that, my money is going to go down the drain, even though it's something that, you know, I want to do if I don't have the time and energy and resource. So conceptualizing a business to me is finding out what is needed in the market, Mm -hmm. doing your research and research looks like knowing pricing, knowing the audience, knowing the history, because if you don't know where something came from, you don't know where it's going. That's just in general. Um, And then making sure that you have the manpower and the time to put into that business. Exactly. Because like you said, if you don't have a team or you don't have the training wheels to kind of facilitate and perfect that one thing, anything else you do after that is kind of probably going to bottom out. And that's, I think, how a lot of businesses fail within that first year. So let me, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> so in terms of conceptualizing a business, so um, this is a, obviously I don't know. So I'm going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> so, in terms of sexualizing your business. So if you, have, if you have a niche, you're known for this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's going to either go good or bad. Mm-hmm. So meaning you have a passion project, something you're passionate about, but your audience doesn't, like, doesn't know you for this. Okay. All right. This passion project, do you see 
pushing forward with it as an opportunity to use your your likeliness to amplify it? Or would it be a situation where you shouldn't do it because that's not what my audience knows me for? You should definitely do it. However, you cannot um, depend on that audience. So if my audience follows me because they know that I'm just like, I don't know, I am, say I have a bunch of socks. Like, you know me from my sock game and you know Mm -hmm. that I'm coming out different socks every day, different styles, depending on where I'm going, what Mm -hmm. I'm doing. And that's your vibe with me. Mm -hmm. I'm me selling you a... uh, I don't even know. I, me selling you body scrubs. She's just like, what? This is- that's not too far off. If you should like, like it gotta be something far off. Something, something far like, off, yeah. like what? Like, um, me selling you insurance. Yeah. Perfect example. Okay. So now I'm the sock girl. You follow me for my socks, and you my game is. Now I'm trying to tell you you need to get your life insurance, and da, 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 which you do. But you know, I'm telling you, I'm trying to sell you this pitch as to why you need life insurance. You're mm-hmm. just gonna be like, yo, this is not why I follow you. So what you have to do, do not do not give up on that passion uh, because mm-hmm. you probably, that draws near to you because maybe you had something that happened in your family or whatever mm-hmm. that you now see the importance of a life insurance. But I wouldn't say deter yourself from it because that's not what your core audience know you for. Build a community outside of your sock world. You mm-hmm. did it with socks. So now that you perfected it with the socks, do it somewhere else because mm-hmm. there is an audience for it it may not be the audience and we always speak about this like your friends and your family aren't necessarily the person the people mm-hmm. that are gonna make your business become that million dollar business it's yeah. going to be people that do not know anything about you mm-hmm. so build that community for the insurance company start it's starting fresh it's again it's a new business you have to conceptualize it oh what can i do where do i find these people because people need insurance it's just finding them you have mm-hmm. to know where your audience is go to get them and say hey come and follow me i know this and be a master in your craft and understand that if i'm able to educate you you're more likely to be on the journey with me I can't just come over here and be like, here, buy this insurance policy from me because I know what I'm doing. How do I know what you're doing? You're not even giving me tools and tips and (laughs) nothing, right? That's kind of what it is. So I wouldn't give up my passion project because my core audience doesn't like it or know of it. I will build, I'll introduce it to them. If they kind of come on the journey with Mm -hmm. me, great. If not, that's fine. I will go somewhere else and get a community around me and that community will be interested in that particular thing. Exactly. If I could pick it back off of that, I would also say, I think it's always important to leverage your likeliness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, and that's when um, real, like really marketing, you'll really see the benefit of it. Because if I am, if I'm leveraging my, my, my likeliness, but I market it a certain way or I put it in front of you a certain way, or mm-hmm. whether you do it with humor, humor or, or some other medium, I can still be effective with what I'm doing instead yeah. of just saying, oh, hey, well, I sell socks. By the way, also get this insurance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. marketing, bro. Like, why would you do <laughs> Why would you do that? You know what I mean? You so, have to find a way to transition that sock company, mm-hmm. you breaking your leg or something into getting the insurance. Literally. <laughs> you can start with spoofs, so you're breaking your leg, and then a hashtag on the back, insurance, like a... Shameless yeah. plug. Yeah. That that stuff works. Trust me. <laughs> Especially if I know you for humor. If I thought it was it was a funny skit or whatever like that and it starts getting cool. Yeah. And then you, now you're interested and you want to click to what is this insurance thing that he's talking about or literally. she's talking about? Yeah. Um, I think it's never give up on your passion project. I do and I said this on season one, know when to quit though. Mm-hmm. Um quit is a bad word, but know when you have um exhausted that 
point in your life or that thing or that brand or that business if it's draining you too much and there's some businesses that take years i was just having a conversation this week with a friend um we went out to i think it was like lunch or something and he was mentioning to me one of his uncle had a business and the business was doing so bad like just draining money it's a restaurant draining money draining money draining money and he didn't close the restaurant and the moment he closed the restaurant covid hit Mm. then um he said i'm gonna try again and everybody's like yo why would you try again it's covid open a restaurant um in covid this was overseas and the restaurant did phenomenal to the point that he had to open three additional locations that have that are now successful but i think you have to know when to kind of draw the line and say okay Mm -hmm. this is bleeding me out too much let me jump into something else or all right, let me just pause because you can keep feeding, feeding an hungry beast, but nothing's coming of it. You have, I think you have to kind of know when to, when to make that turning point. So Absolutely. that's super important, but be a liability. yeah, your, your passion project, I would never give up on that. I would perfect it. Maybe I, like I said, maybe I like jewelry, but maybe a jewelry brand isn't what I need to be doing. Maybe mm-hmm. I need to be consulting for jewelry companies, or maybe I need to be a jewelry, um, rev- someone who does reviews on jewelry and, you know, write stories about jewelry and co- like do something else within that world. Not necessarily. Uh, and a lot of things make money. People think that, Oh, I have to sell a product to make money. You, you don't, don't have to necessarily sell products to make money. There's so many other avenues that you can kind of go down with that one passion that I think once you tap into what those pillars are, then you're, you're able to kind of, um, yeah, I think outside of the box. Man. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Literally. This is the day and age where you can, you have, uh, you have, uh, professors with PhDs making less than little kids in their living room with toys with toys you know what i mean playing games or just with a creative idea or like just honestly leveraging their likeliness I've, i um i stumbled upon like little videos on youtube um where kids would just raggedy cameras um mm-hmm. they're actually not, not even that basketball so you have these little kids there's a whole market with this aau circuit and it's nothing to us but like the biggest consumers, uh, they're, they're, they're the ones, the, the viewerships, there's usually little kids mm-hmm. who are watching YouTube and stuff all day. Just because we, uh, it's a word that we don't understand, doesn't mean that there's not so many other people who are interested. It's like the Viewer's Choice Awards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or the Teen Choice Awards. Yeah. Listen, if I had a kid, I'm putting that kid on YouTube. Bro. <laughs> Bro. If I had it, I don't know who this is for, but... If I had a kid, and again, you know, I know it's your private home and your private space, but they're gonna if they play with these toys every day, and you're playing Play-Doh every day, I'm gonna build you a Play-Doh channel. If you Bro. if you're making squishies every day, or like slime is such a big industry. If my kid is making slime or playing with slime every day, you're gonna be on YouTube talking about slime or Bro. doing slime, and I'm gonna record you 15 minutes every day and put you. We're going to get the shmoney because that industry is so big. AMSR, like that whole shebang. What's so funny about what you just said is that people are probably just thinking that it's comical. Like, okay, he's just but it's joking. Facts. joking. She's joking. No. No, I'm telling you. There's a million other little kids who are squishing, squishing, and they're going to see your kid squishing, squishing. How is he squishing? Oh, and they're going to become addicted. Literally, my little niece, and uh, I have two beautiful little nieces, and the things they watch, I'm like, 
Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. This is where the money at, bro. Like, literally. Put them kids on YouTube. Put them to bro, work early. Create a little it. LLC. Or, mm-hmm. <laughs> even if you don't do that, do something. Put them on YouTube. Monetize that channel and pay that college tuition, okay? <laughs> pay that co- Listen, you have to find other ways. So... Mm-hmm. Put them on YouTube. I don't know who this is for, but put them on YouTube. Um, So we've been going for a while. I do want to wrap this up. I do want to say thank you again for a great conversation. Um, More of these conversations are going to be happening. And again, it's at the after hours. We just kind of ramble about important things or things that we see when we are recording or not or just in our spaces. Um, follow us on Instagram at Muse Marketing is um, M-Y-U-Z-E Marketing at, um, on Instagram. And then on YouTube, obviously, you probably are watching this already on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe, like, share, tell your friends to tell a friend. And just thank you again for pe- being a part of it and watching and supporting and liking. And this season, let's just take it to another level. Thanks for watching. Or let's listening. do it. Bye, guys. Bye.